Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny, your wonderfully weepy wombat. If we were playing that, uh, what's that thing? That game we play. You have to narrow that down. Where if you get like three W's, it's three points. Scrapple? No. Uh, Trying to play me. Uh, the joint is not Pictionary. We play at your fucking. Categories. Yeah, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. No, I didn't. Listen, everybody, welcome to another episode of Lovers Quarrel. If this is your first time listening, <laughs> welcome. Mm-hmm. It's your second time listening. Welcome back. If it's your third time, your family, you're a lover. My wife don't like to call you a lover, but you're a lover. I mean, it's called lovers quarrels. So lover just makes sense. But mm-hmm. welcome back. Yes. We took off last. Well, I, I took off last week. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I've said it before in the episode, like 97% of the time, if we're not recording, it's because of Danny. Mm-hmm. That's when it's three percent hit. As we all know, the great, the legendary, most amazing basketball player ever, Kobe Bryant passed away, mm-hmm. and I couldn't record. So I didn't want to record. I didn't want to do anything, and you know. But we're back now, and you know, uh, it's still like surreal. That would be the right term, right? Correct. Um. I think it's forever going to be hard for me. I'm always going to remember where I was January 26th. And, you know, it's like a bad dream. Um, But you kind of get to see, like, how great of a person he was Mm -hmm. um, by the outpouring love that he's received. Um, We know in basketball he was revered, Mm -hmm. loved, and idolized respected um but you know when people pass away you get to see how people truly feel about you and i think we got to see that people like everybody loved kobe or loved something about kobe or even there was people who hated kobe Mm -hmm. shitted on his name but when he passed away they were sad they you know apologized and you know um so yeah, sorry, sorry for that pause. No, it's okay. Like it's, it's there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of feelings that people have had since last Sunday, and I, f- I feel as though it's it's natural. Everybody's kind of in this like it was. It kind of felt like you were in like suspended reality. You were like absolutely not. Like there's no way that this could mm-hmm. be real or accurate. Um, and, and I think people were taken aback and, and surprised at how deeply they felt for someone that they did not know personally. That's fair. You know, he also lost his daughter. That's devastating as well. Um, and there were... Seven other people. Yep. Yep, I, I don't want to forget them. Even though I hate that... Um, I hate that people project how they feel onto others. Mm-hmm. Like, people were outpouring Kobe and Gianna, mm-hmm. and people were like, but what about the other families? And it's not about no one cares about the other families, but we knew Kobe. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. We knew Kobe and we knew Gigi. Mm-hmm. We didn't know the other family, so it's a little bit different. Yes, it's all, it's all sad, but it's a little bit different. Now, if that helicopter would have had Kobe and his family, if Rick Fox was on there, like they were saying, if they were like notable, a whole bunch of notable people in there, then every, then I also feel like people, everybody would have more of a, it would be even worse because it's like, we know these people. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that no one is saying forget that the, the the other families and the other people at all. Um, but I just hate seeing people like and the other family. Like if you want to say RIP to them, just say it. You you don't have to try to make it seem like it's only about Kobe and his daughter because it's not. But that's just who we knew yeah. um, or, or, or that we were privy to. Um, but you know, it's it's just very sad, and and, and you know, it it definitely makes you just remember, you know, not every day is promised. So you know, you should definitely try to live it to the fullest that you can. Um, try not to hold on to grudges and and stuff like that uh, would be the major things I would say. Um, now, if you don't have anybody that you have grudges with, that if you passed away, you don't. You wouldn't care if you never amended it, then that's fair. But I just think that life is too short to be angry, to be holding grudges, to anything, anything negative. We should just purge. And and it's hard. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. It's going to take time. But again, to think, you know, Kobe Bryant's been doing that for years. Mm -hmm. Riding in a helicopter was like. Riding a bike. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think anybody would have ever thought that that would have happened, but it did. So, yeah, and I, I mean, I've had a lot of feelings and emotions because, like, you know, I posted about it when it first happened. Was that, you know, it, it's my humanity as a, as a person. And then I think also, specifically as a wife and a mother, that, a lot, that made it so easy for me to mourn people I did not know personally because I I've watched so from my perspective I've watched Kobe like I mean pretty much we were kids when he got drafted and we grew up watching him in the league and obviously I'm not like the biggest sports aficionado or anything like that but once I met you especially you know, it's been 15 going on 16 years of The Lake Show, Kobe, Black Mamba, you know, the Mama mentality, all, you know, all of these things that, you know, I, I think back when, like, they were playing the Celtics in the NBA Finals and you and Eric are, like, in the, we're in the apartment. And I'm just like, I don't know what's going to happen. I said, because you got this nigga from Boston and he running rooting for the Celtics. I'm like, and this is the biggest Laker fan I know. So I'm like, it was, I think back, I thought back on those moments and when you texted me, about what happened it like legit like took the wind like the breath out of my body because I I thought about obviously the the horror of the the the, the accident and the, the, the suddenness and the tragedy of it all and then I also thought about you and how excuse me um and how you like this is one of your idols this is one of your icons and now they're gone and you know, sometimes like when I would like be hitting TJ like hypothetical questions, and I'm like, 
who would you rather sit down and have dinner with, like Drake or Kobe? Because I'm like, these are like two people that I know that like TJ is very like involved with. Like you're, you know, they're like at, on a pedestal as far as his taste in music and his at athletic taste. And I, I was like legit, really, really concerned about you. And then you know when the information starts to come out about who's on the plane and who's not on the plane on the helicopter, excuse me, um, it really like you know, sent me into kind of a tailspin because I am a mom, I am a wife, and, you know, you and Tatum are my whole world, and, you know, I can't front, like, the next morning when I had to get up and go to work, and your, I like, TJ takes Tatum to school, and I, I, I think about what would happen if, God forbid, something happened, and then, like, I lost both of you in one fell swoop and I'm like you know you have to take me with you because you know I I, I don't know what to do so I, I truly identified and like and and felt such anguish and pain for Vanessa Bryant and I prayed for her and and their loved ones and their children her children because they've had you know this massive hole put into the landscape of their family makeup and there's like there's no one that can ever fill those voids and thinking about like I you know one of the things I prayed for is that like the fact that she does have to be a mom to these other girls is like let that be a motivating force for her to keep going because to lose your spouse and a child at the same time in such a sudden manner is just unthinkable um and I've, you know, I, I definitely shed my fair share of tears with this whole, ever since everything happened between watching the tributes and then watching like people, people that didn't know him find out, like you know, watching the basketball players find out on the on the court side, and then like watching people have to, you know, keep going even though somebody that they loved and cared for deeply is gone is, it's just unfathomable and what I what I will say is you know one of the hardest things also to see was watching black men specifically really 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 take this hard and what I do hope and pray for is I hope and pray f for that this is like a an opportunity for black men especially to be okay expressing their feelings to express their anguish and their pain and their sadness and their frustration um, unapologetically and in a manner that demonstrates that like black men grieve, they cry, they get sad, they can be hurt too because that's, you know, that's a narrative that's not often shared with about our, our men. And I really hope that this isn't, you know, even though that it was sudden and tragic, I do hope that this opens a, a door of sorts to allow for black men to be able to express their emotions in a healthy manner um, because Kobe meant so much to so many people. Um, well, I think that comes back to kind of us as a culture. Um, mm -hmm. The new generation needs to make it okay for your child to cry. Cry. Especially if they're a minority male. Mm -hmm. But it's okay. Um, like I tell Danny, Danny's a crier when she's angry. 
and she hates it because she thinks it means weakness, you can cry. Shit, when Tatum cry, I always tell her, you can cry, but have a reason why you're crying. And let's get through it, you know? And if I had a son, I would, I would be okay with him crying. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you're angry and you are letting it out. You know what I mean? Um, that's one thing that I would say that my parents allowed. They've always allowed me to express myself. So shout out to them for being ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Um, my father has never told me, like, stop crying. You need to be a man. or You know what I mean? I never had those things. So it was never anything that I was afraid to do. I wasn't afraid to ask questions because my father always taught me, like, you know, be confident in, in who you are. Fuck everybody else, pretty much. So, yeah, I may ask the question and, and people may laugh and be like, why are you asking the simple question? I'm asking because I want to make sure that I understand. Or, or You know what I mean? Like, a lot of the stuff that black males go through or, or are afraid, like fitting in and doing stuff to be cool. I never worried about that because I was always told to be like, like, be confident, be my own man. And it helped me be who I am today. Like, so I would do the same for my children. But I, I just think we have to allow people to express their feelings the way they to to express their feelings the way that they express it without judgment mm-hmm. because if someone got to cry because that's how they deal with stuff that shouldn't be something that's funny or looked as as a bad trait i guess then now the question becomes so it's like where do we go from here cuz you know we're at the time of this recording like we haven't heard anything about any type of like funeral arrangements or anything like that and not that that's any of our business because if there was if we didn't hear a thing about what was going on as far as final arrangements for them um that would be perfectly fine because it's not our business but um i think i think god sorry what i what i'm saying was this that i feel i feel like this is the time where whenever you suffer a loss you're like in limbo and you're just kind of holding your breath because you're living in the days following somebody being taken from you. But you're, you still haven't had the finalization, like you haven't had the final goodbye, you haven't had the funeral or the burial or whatever, you know, the cremation, whatever you have done. And so it's like you're kind of, it's it's that suspended reality again. And, you know, what I always hate or, you know, see what happens is that after that initial like burial whatever happens and then everybody else kind of goes back to resuming life as they know it but now the people that are most impacted by this are left trying to have to adjust to a new reality with it being a little less full than what it was beforehand so you know ultimately continue thoughts and prayers with the entire Bryant family um and just to answer your question real quick, I think we go from here is just to continue living. We have a life. I would say live the way Kobe did. Everything was serious. See, what I loved about Kobe the most was just how he planned. Mm-hmm. Everything was strategic. Mm-hmm. It was The mental was out of this world. Mm-hmm. No matter what, Kobe 
Kobe felt like he was the best. Kobe knew he was the best. And he tried to be the best in everything that he did. A parent, coaching, uh, his books. Like, everything he did was very, like... It's about being excellent. Yeah. Everything was about structure and, and doing it the right way. Learning how to do it. And... and not making excuses. Yeah, not making excuses. And he lived whatever he did. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think we as people have to do. We need to live our lives to the fullest and fully immerse ourselves in whatever we're doing. If you're a teacher, be the best teacher that you could possibly be. If you're uh, a manager, try to be the best manager. A father, a husband, a child. Just try to be the best in your life. I agree. Take every day, one day at a time, but just try to be the best is is, is how I, I would try to move forward. I feel like there's so much more that could be said, but I think we would be talking all episode about it. We would. And I... But I kind of needed this therapy. Me and, you, me and you never really talked. No, yeah, we talked a little bit, but I think sometimes... But I'm saying we didn't talk like this. Yeah. So, I, no, this was good to kind of get out. So, let's get on this elevator. Okay. Um, would you like to go first or take me first? You can go first. Okay. I am going up. Okay. In a nutshell, it is February, which means it is Black History Month. And so now, this is the time of year where we, you know, we do celebrate Black Excellence 365, but February is the month where you kick it up a notch and you celebrate Black Excellence and Black History and Black futures and all the people that make it possible in the month of February and you just do black ass things and you love yourself more and you appreciate yourself more for everything that you have that is black and I am excited because I as a teacher like I love to the opportunity and even though I try to do it throughout the year but especially in February to highlight the achievements of black people in STEM of the importance of the black college experience, the importance of fraternities and sororities. Like I just try any any conversation that comes up or whatever, like I try to have those conversations and that narrative with them. Um, so that hopefully my students and everybody else can take away from something that I've done that to be black is to be beautiful, to be black is to be excellent. So I'm excited because, you know, I am unapologetically black even though TJ is going to try to say something about me not being 100% black or something like that. I used to do that but I'm I've I've stopped so mm, I appreciate that I don't want to but I'm just excited like I'm you know and I, I am January was a very long month and now that we are in February I am excited for the year to only get better and February is a great way to kick it off by celebrating all that our blackness has to offer. And that is my elevator talk. So I'll go out with you. Okay. Um, Because who wants to be down after that? Um, So I'm in my busy season at work. Yes. And I'm going up because I always wanted more responsibility and, you know, this is what I asked for and... For things not to be monotonous. Yes. 
And now I have something that is taking me out of this world. Wish granted. And while it's different, it's something that I'm like happy for because it's like, okay, I'm, I'm progressing. Um, I do know that Monday I didn't get home until midnight. Yes, we were communicated, we're knocked. So I worked a, what would that be, 12 hour shift? Yeah. Yeah, so. But I'm not going to be like my wife. I'm not tired. And that brings us to my second part of why my elevator is up. Because mm-hmm. I can work long hours and not be home all day, still come home and still be a functioning adult without being tired. Is that like a dig? That's not a dig. You've always said that I need, like, I don't understand. So now I do understand. Okay. Sure. So, are you using my word? I am. Whatever you say. You're beautiful, by the way. Oh. Let me tell y'all about my wife, man. Oh. She's been glowing. <laughs> no, she's not pregnant. Um. Yeah, she's just been looking fire lately. Oh, thank you. You know? Is it just because my hair is straight or is it because... No. Okay. You've just been looking like, you know... Like you put effort in, into your outfits, like. Got it. I got know. told my, my couple of my students told me I look pretty today. Exactly. So. See, even the students know. <laughs> well, I you know every every now and then I'll, I'll put a little oomph into my workwear, but you know when you're breaking up fights and things like that, sometimes you got to be more on the ready. But, um, those kids were suspended, so I didn't have to worry about that today. Um. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into our relationship tip for this week. Um, should, shall I kick things off, my good sir? You can. Um, so my relationship tip for this week, um, which I will, of course, elaborate on, is to dance like no one's watching. And what I mean by that is in relationships... Um, and all types of ships, of course. You sometimes purposely or inadvertently find yourself comparing your relationship to other relationships. When, and that can, and I mean, and there are things that, you know, comparison is only natural, it's only human, but like the saying goes, comparison is the thief of joy. And with that being said, when you have those moments with your loved ones where it's just you two and you're actually having an opportunity to enjoy each other's company, literally, figuratively, dance like no one is watching. Don't worry about, let the rest of the world fall away. It'll all be there when you get back. But sometimes take you and your loved one and put yourself in a bubble and don't leave it. And enjoy your time with that person in that bubble because it's not always guaranteed, it's not always promised, it's sometimes it's fleeting because you don't have a lot of time or you don't have a lot of energy. So when you do get those opportunities to dance like no one's watching or to be by yourself with this particular person, then just capitalize on it because those moments are sometimes few and far between, especially as we get older. So you need to appreciate them and capitalize on them as often as you can possibly do. So that is my tip of the week. 
Beautiful. Thank you. And what about you, my good sir? I keep calling you that, but you are my good sir. Um. Have so many different thoughts. You know, my tips are always so good, and it's just like, which tip do I bring out? Do I bring the A, the B? Like, sure. you know what I mean? How do I pitch it? Feel me? Got it. I'm stalling right now because I'm just trying to let it come to my mind. But, <laughs> exactly. you know. So my tip is, when you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. you need to put limits on your phone use. Boom. Okay. And that's straight from my wife. I love her. Let me tell y'all. So I got home midnight. Right. I get in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Our dog threw up on our bed. So then we had to change the sheets. Mm-hmm. So now Danny's up. And guess what she does? Grabs her phone. And now she's on her phone for like an hour and a half. Just surfing. Couldn't sleep. We could have had a conversation. We could have conversed. What were you doing at the time? I was doing the same thing. Okay. But I was following your lead. Exactly. Okay, convenient. So, for those in a relationship, you know, put your phone down or put limits. She didn't see me all day. She didn't even say, hey, baby, with her stink breath. None of that. I don't say morning breath. But it wasn't technically morning, but you already know the breath was a, was marinating that, that morning breathness. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't do any of that. She just hopped on her phone, just scrolling. So that's my relationship tip. Wise words have never been spoken. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly. I am. Let me knock out this word. Try and stop me. I'm feeling ambitious. Hopefully you never uh, heard it before. Only one way to find out. Don't be shady. So my word of the week is scurrilous. Did I pronounce it right? I think I did. I think you did. Scurrilous. If something is scurrilous, it's, it's meant to offend. Scurrilous rumors can give you a bad reputation, and scurrilous stories sell tabloid Magazines, scurrilous. 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 Let's make sure it's the right pronunciation. I don't want her to be like, I got it wrong because you pronounced it wrong. Okay. Scurrilous. Scurrilous. S C. You spelled it right. Hey. Ow. Go Danny. Go Danny. Congratulations, Danny. Thank you. Next week I'm going to say spell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, and on that note, good. we're going to take a break. You're going to hear a message from our sponsor, Gaines Sports Gear. And then we'll come back and... Continue the show. Exactly. Keep the party going. Hey, friend. It's time for you to ditch those workout gloves and get the grip and wrist support you deserve. 
What do you suggest? You need to get the Gaines Load and Lock Grips by Gaines Sports Gear. They are more durable than gloves, have a non-slip grip pad that provides grip support and added wrist support, unlike your traditional workout gloves, and will protect your hands from calluses. Do they come in different colors? Not only do they come in different colors, but they are available for men and women. Do yourself a favor. Go to gainsportsgear.com. And remember, a better grip equals a better lift. Embrace the process. And you too can embrace the process by using our code LOVERS10 at Gaines, G-A-I-N-Z, sportsgear.com. And now, back to the All right. And we're back. And I want to throw it off to TJ because he has our love note of sorts for this week's episode. So go ahead and take it away. So in light of Kobe Bryant's passing, mm-hmm. did I phrase that right? Yes. Because I didn't want to say death. Well, um, I mean, it's the same, but yeah. Yeah, but it sounds... A little less harsh. There you go. Got it. I'm with you. Um, our friend, our family... Rock had a question for Danny, so I figured hmm. instead of us doing Hi, Rock. our love letter based off of what was sent, um, we would use his question for Danny because it's in regards to Kobe Bryant. Um, recently, uh, Gail King had an interview with Lisa Leslie, and she brought up Kobe Bryant past allegations, and. Unless you're living under a rock, there was a lot of uproar. Um, but rock question for Danny because, and it's funny to me, but <laughs> yo TJ, curious because Danny's a black feminist. <laughs> what's her thought? <clears throat> what her thought is on Gail talking about Kobe? Okay. So you can go first, and then I'm gonna go. Um, so what are my thoughts on Gail King's interview of Lisa Leslie and her questions regarding Kobe Bryant's, uh, past sexual assault allegations? Um, so in full transparency, I'm of two minds with it. Um, I feel as though, so on one, on one side of things, I could feel how people would perceive it as in poor taste to ask that type of question to ask that to ask that type of question period to ask that type of question of someone who was so in which I didn't realize but of course like thinking back on it it would make sense that Lisa Leslie and Kobe Bryant were at the very least like professional acquaintances because they both play professional basketball they both played in LA they both played the Olympics but they're LA late they're LA. They're legends. LA legends. I'm gonna say because yeah. Sparks, Lakers. Of course, yeah. So that um, I could see how it would be in poor taste for perceived as in poor taste for Gail to ask that question, period, and to ask that question of Lisa Leslie, um, especially because Kobe's death is still so very like fresh and raw in the hearts and minds of millions of people all over the world, and I can. Um, understand why Lisa Leslie's response, which I thought was, you know, for all things considered, was a a, a, f- a pretty pretty valid response. I know some people are like, you know, you get the you get the questions with the line of questioning a lot of times ahead of time before you go into these types of interviews. So it wasn't like she 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 
likely was not necessarily unprepared to answer that question. Um, and I could, you know, sort of get with why she said, you know, like, that's not the person that she saw. And, you know, why if people brought, why are people bringing this up now? You know, and they had, because when did that happen? Like in 04? So it was like 15, 16 years to to continually talk about it or, you know, and include it in the conversation with him. Um, 2003. Okay, so you're talking 17 17 years between when everything went down. But well, that's when the case started. So yeah. early 2000s, basically over 15, over 15, 16 years ago. Um, so I can understand why people in general are upset or like a little offended by the line of questioning because people, when people are t- dealing with loss, the the last thing they want to hear is about the bad things about the person that they're grieving or or not just, and I'm going to say bad I don't wanna, I don't want to make like a sweeping statement but like the the low points of a person's life right um so I get that and I get the uncomfortability with it I get people being frustrated about it um but and and so I I can respect that feeling right on the other side uh, the other stuff. my second mind about it is that um people are complex flawed individuals even the best of us and when you pass away especially when you pass away suddenly what that calls up what that tends to call up is people start to revisit all of your life like all of your you know public life anyway um good, bad, and indifferent. So I look at it like the that that Gail King um was probably I, I I'm going to, I'm choosing to think that, you know, she was trying to do her journalistic duty, which was like having because I didn't see the whole interview. I only saw the the snippet of the part where she was asking about the allegations. So my if I if I had watched the whole interview and if the whole interview had a list of comprehensive questions about Kobe period and this was one of those questions then I also feel like from the journalistic perspective that you would you would be remiss if you didn't revisit you didn't at least re- revisit that time because it was such a major point now I'm not saying like and, and the thing about journalism is that sometimes you don't get to ask just the the questions that people want to hear you want to you have to ask the difficult questions too and um I I feel as though while people and I know that there's a lot of also like feelings mixed feelings about Gail King and Oprah Winfrey because of like they're it feels like they're trying to like people are making the argument that they're trying to tear down black men and that they, they are um that they are not supportive but and that, not. and that and that and that and that, and that you're, can you move your phone please oh, I didn't know it was okay sorry um, so I feel as though if people have that mind, but ultimately what I don't, the only thing I don't agree with is like, I don't agree with people like death threats and like calling her like out of her name and like tearing, like, I'm okay with it. Okay. 
so I'm I'm not okay with that because okay. my thing That's is fair. my thing is is like you can be upset. You can even I mean you can be upset with the line of questioning. You can be upset with her for asking it. You could say it's in poor taste. You could say that's not what's what's important right now. But to threaten somebody's life, to calling them all types of like like bitches and everything else like that, to start to try and like to somehow to try and like loop in like Bill Cosby in defense of him and as far and it, as you far know, as what that, Snoop was saying or yeah like that to me that's that's I feel like you're going off of what the we're talking about this topic but I'm but I'm but I'm but that's these are the two sides I'm saying which is like I can see why people feel okay. like it's in poor taste but I also could understand why from a journalistic perspective why the question would be asked because you have to so speaking at, of journalistic why apologize well, what is it, what did she apologize for? Upsetting people, right? She she said that if people would have seen the in the clip that was released, she would be upset too. Okay. So my thing is, so she maybe she felt like it was like they, my it was, thing it was is like as a, a journalist in a vacuum. As a journalist, uh-huh. you're gonna do your job to your best ability, uh-huh. and you're not gonna apologize if you felt no, that you're way. You're not gonna apologize for okay. it. Okay, I, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't. So when Charlamagne the God interviewed. Um, who did he, he interviewed Gucci Mane. Okay. And Gucci Mane started talking about Angela, Angela Yee and DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. He didn't apologize for that. He never once apologized to his co-host for allowing that to be aired, for allowing I mean, that. What I'm trying to say is that, is there not such, like, the journalistic integrity, if you know that your stuff is correct, why apologize for it? Because... I think that I think that that is well. I think it's a couple of things, right? So if you want to bring in the black feminist side of things, right? I think well, that, I didn't bring it up. Rock well, it. Well, well, go ahead. I, well, um, to bring it back to the question that was originally asked of us or of me is on one side. It's like if you even if you stand in what you did, you can if you upset a massive amount of people, you can still apologize for upsetting people or saying I can or stay or saying. I can understand why you're upset, even if you feel like you did your due diligence and you did your job correctly. You so, can still you can still say that. And number two, so when I that, say stuff that like that to black, you, as I'll say as women, and I won't even just say as black women, but as women, oftentimes we are normalized and socialized to if we offend others, if we upset, even if we felt like we were we weren't wrong or we felt like we were just doing our job, we have been socialized as a as a culture of women to apologize for for making people feel another way men are socialized to stand in their truth and be like fuck it i'm not apologizing this down the other and that's it and so your parents taught you to apologize if i didn't so i'm I'm, all right you said you said women black women or or, or or women of color so i'm asking how were you raised i was raised to speak my to speak my truth and to believe it but to also talk to people in a way that to not to not go out of my way to be offensive or hurtful towards people as well. What I what I'm but what when I'm saying socialized, I'm not just talking about your mother and father and what you're I, saying. I'm I, saying about I society. Get it. I understand what you're saying. So I'm asking, asking how your parents were. I'm asking how your parents raised you. That's all I ask. It's, okay. it's, it's not a, it's not an attack. I'm asking because I'm not taking it. I'm, I'm trying to clarify. I'm gonna raise Tatum that if you believe something, stick to what you believe in. I don't care who you offend. Okay, but can so you, that, but, that's what I'm asking. But you but you've apo- but. We we have both apologized to people for 
offending them even if we believed in what we said you've apologized for offending someone even if you still believe what you said even if you believed it in the moment so there's there's nothing there's there is yeah i apologize to people i know personally i'm not apologize if i if, if i made a, a statement on twitter or we interviewed somebody and somebody felt like whatever i'm not apologizing for that I'm not going to apologize to how other people interpreted something. So what do you? So what do you believe? You believe that apology, her mea culpa, it was like an admission that she was wrong for asking the question. Yeah, it's damage control, hundred percent. My thing is, as a journalist, if you said whatever and you believe that that was important questions to ask, you should have stuck to your guns. Period. And I mean, so what did she say in her? From what I remember, it was like she she felt. I mean, I can't remember. She did say that the, the interview com- comprised of multiple questions and everything else. I mm-hmm. understand That's that. That's how interviews do. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, the way I feel about it is just like these two powerful black women are doing things that are attacking us. And I do feel like we as people, we attack us ourselves. Well, we as black people attack ourselves the most. Mm-hmm. The most. We are so critical of ourselves. Okay. We're, you know, we we use ourselves to make our like we joke on, on, on ourselves or we put ourselves down to make ourselves feel better. And to me, I've always said it. I never cared about Oprah. Oprah doesn't care about me. Okay. I'm not her. I'm not her demographic. Not really, no. No, not no. It, it's not not really. It's no. I am not her demographic. Okay. If it was between me and a forty-year-old white woman, Oprah's gonna be nicer to the forty-year-old white woman. I feel. I don't feel Oprah cares about black people. And 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 and, and that's just my opinion. Okay, that's your opinion. I don't care how anyone else feels. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna apologize for it. I'm definitely not gonna <laughs> apologize for it. Again, I think you should. I think that whenever when it came out that she didn't want to speak to hip hop people and stuff like that, like to me, that shows who you that always showed me who you truly were, because as whoever you are, if you didn't like hip hop people, you should have spoken with them to be able to express that you don't like it or whatever to 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 try to get better understanding. The only reason why she sat down with, with Jay-Z, I felt like, was because now Jay-Z was like, he wasn't the rapper no more. Just, he wasn't he was the, the mogul. He was bigger than rap. So now it's okay for me to have conversations. And, and, and it looks cool now because I, I got the best person in the game and I got to interview him. I think that there's definitely an argument for women, such people such as Oprah and Gail being uh, out of touch at, um, throughout the course of their like careers, I'll speak more specifically towards Oprah since she had like the talk show, um, and being out of touch and and having those sentiments towards like the hip hop community and um, because you know all all they are seeing or hearing or what they what they what they were taking from it was like misogyny and um, you know negative yeah. stereotypes and things like that and that's and that is a that is a part of hip hop but that's not all that hip hop is and it's it is not. a it's a complex and nuanced and beautiful genre and culture of music and they should have taken the opportunity to 
to better acquaint themselves with it as opposed to like to rebuffing it but what i but to kind of so i i can understand and respect why black men have a a hesitancy or a, a distaste for for oprah in there because of they they felt rejected or they felt like judged by her in the past and and Gail asking this question of Kobe and Kobe being this like massive living legend. I don't think it necessarily have to only do with the massive living legend. He literally died a week ago. Mm-hmm. Why is that your question? I mean, I I get it. Me too. But I also feel like when she was writing down her questions, or if someone gave her those questions, she should have been like, "I'm not going to do this. But, I'm not going to ask that question, question unless she believed in it. And then if you believe in it, you don't backtrack from what you believe in. So I though that to me that uh, I'm to me, that's the part where like the I'll say the black feminist or the feminist in me like kind of steps up there, which is. Would I would I have asked that question if I was her? Probably not. But I also because I'm like, it's very soon. It's. It's people are mourning, people are grieving. It's a, it's a difficult conversation to have. And sometimes it's like, you know, it's about time and a place. So, but I also am not a journalist. And as best as I understand in journalism, you have to ask the difficult questions, the uncomfortable questions. And, um, and I also know though that there is tact and there is taste and there is like what's appropriate, you know, for the time and the place. And I think that that was, that's, where we are now with uh, revisiting um, Kobe's legacy and including the the dark spot of his of his career of his illustrious career and I don't think that it should what what I ultimately think is this whatever that that t- moment in time in his life um, seems to have been a wake-up call for him she seems to have changed him for the better as a uh, a husband as a father and it I, what I feel as though is that while it was it was a, a brief moment in time and yes it was it was not the it was a, a dark moment in his in, in his life that that is not all he that's not the 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 sum of all of his actions and that we should be more so celebrating his life and his achievements and his accomplishments and his work as a as a philanthropist as a father as he a husband. He tragically died, and, and he, if you want to, my thing is, if you wanted to bring it, like, what does bringing it up have to do with anything? We're talking about he just passed away. Like, why didn't we bring it up? Like, sorry. When he won his Oscar. No, they did bring it up. When he won his Oscar, people brought up the fact that he had that that, that he had allegations. Because anytime, because that's what's going to happen, though. That's so. With can we do the same thing with everybody else? We do it with everybody. No, we don't. Else. We when do. Robert Downey Jr. dropped his new movie, we didn't say, "Hey, years ago used to be used to be a crackhead." Well, when he when he first got slated to be Iron Man, I, I, people I, brought it up. But okay, then, but then he, but then over time. What I'm trying to say is if that Robert, God forbid, if Robert Downey Jr. died tomorrow, I feel as though they're going to. And I mean, now don't get me wrong. You I, know that I race don't think play, they are. Race plays a role in this, but I think that there would be. There's going to be someone who also touches on his his checkered past and how, when he was battling drug addiction. It's not going to be in, in the, the same as they do us. That's what I'm saying. The difference is, how come every time they bring up Woody Allen, they don't talk about the fact that he married his daughter? 
people do bring that up. There's people who still choose to work with him. Okay. But that's I I definitely see that brought up with Woody Allen because people will say because even because what I thought was so before Gail King had this interview, there's an um, actress Evan Rachel Wood, I believe. She like and this was like the same day as Kobe or the day after or something like that passing away, and she made a point of talking about his rape allegations. And then somebody replied to her, and they had her pictures with her sitting there chumming with Woody Allen because he is also someone who has been accused of. Um, uh, sexual assault or, or or sexual abuse, and so what I now does race play a factor in this? Absolutely, 100%. absolutely. But ultimately, it's a matter of when a person dies. Period. But more so, sometimes when they die suddenly, people in media are going to revisit more, more times than not are going to revisit all of their life, all of their public life, and what has been out there, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, like I said, I'm speaking from a personal perspective, like I, I, shed, I shed tears several times since this has all happened because of my humanity, because of my identifying with it as a, as a fan or as seeing how pained you were as a wife, as a mom, and what does what happened in 03, 04 t- tarnish my perception of him no, but what d- does I do? I know that that was a a part of his history. So, people people revisit all of it, and I and I think it's just it's a fine line between like what's in good taste, what's appropriate for the moment, and or, you know, and what's what with timing and things like that. I think that right now everything is so raw and so painful for folks that nobody wants to hear about something that happened 15, 16 years ago, and, and or, or whatnot. But I know that we live in a we live in a world where people want to dredge up everything good, bad, and ugly. And so, and like you said, so when I, when he won his Oscar, that people brought it back up because anytime somebody has a, a moment of of success of or or, yeah. uh, or a moment of or another thing that puts them in the in the in the so news, you got to be perfect in life. You got to period uh, because people but that but people you can't. I mean, my issue with and it is are, once you're are, accused of rape, no matter what, even if you didn't do it, you did it. To me, that's like that's like the worst thing that someone can be accused of. In a lot of ways, yeah, it can be. It's, yeah, it's like in um in the new Batman movie when Batman was um, branding people with his bat so people would kill him. Like that's literally what we're doing. We're saying like once someone says. There's an allegation that you've done something. It's over for you, no matter what. If I think it's, but I think that Kobe if the case is dismissed, it wasn't over for him. I just think no, that, no, because he didn't. He was. I think because I think of I think of because of the time that it happened, and because social media wasn't out there like that. Probably, yes, yeah, that's, that's definitely that's why role. he was able to to bounce back from that situation, grow from that situation, and be a better human because of that situation absolutely and i think that that's what we should i think that i do think that that's what should be what the ultimate highlight is is that he i just that, feel, go that, ahead i'm sorry no i just i think that that should be the 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 angle that should be taken when we're looking and, and revisiting all of kobe's legacy that that we we can't ignore what we can't ignore the the allegations we can't we can't ignore part of his we can't ignore part of his we that's not his story. It's not his story. It's a it's a chapter in a massive book, and so and so. There's people, been so many people great re- people in history that had checkered past. Absolutely. And 
thank God they passed away when they did because if they were in today's time, people would have bought it up. It has nothing to do with the with the individual. I, and that and that is just the the. I feel like unfortunately that's just the sad reality of the times that we live in now. And so I'm not I'm not excusing okay. I'm not excusing I'm not excusing it. Well, you clearly see that we have a, a, co- a co-host today, but so I think that ultimately you have. It's, it's the price we pay for the times that we live in today. It's a choice still to whether or not you're going to address it. But I think what, what I would take from this is that from his storied, legendary life is that this was a man who had a unique upbringing, who had a passion, who had a, 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 a work ethic that was unparalleled, had natural God-given talent, was a family man, was a father, who had... A, at least publicly, this one he did have this one dark time where he was, you know, em, embroiled in a in a in a controversy. But then also that, based off of based off of whatever the truth of of whatever came out of that, that he made every effort to be a better man after that. So you but can mention you ha- it, but that you but don't that, have to mention it. You don't have to mention it, but we live it. But it's the reality of the time that we live in that people are going to mention the fuck shit that you were involved in. Period. Okay, so it's not. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's. It's. It's in good taste. I'm just saying that that's the reality of what it is. But what I want to say is that the way that people frame it could be done so in a way that is, if they're going to bring it but up. Why, but my thing is, why even bring it up? My thing as a black woman mm-hmm. who knows how black men are treated, why bring up something that again, if he was found guilty of it and you wanted to bring it up, okay. But if he was found guilty of it, he did his time. He came back and he change the world we're still gonna bring it up so like because what if that was the catalyst so and and like i don't want you to i just i, I don't no, want you to i, I don't want you I, to come away it. thinking that i think that like like because i was uncomfortable listening to the question i don't i didn't i was how, how are you you said you didn't listen to it i'm confused I, I watched the snippet i didn't watch the whole interview i said why were you uncomfortable listening to the because question? i also felt like you know what was it like do what I, because it's not the most imperative piece of information at this point right it, now. It, but, no, it wasn't. But I, at all. I, that's that why had I, nothing to I do with... I started the conversation saying that no, I was of two minds. So. I, I I get that. So my thing is that... So you feel that way about any and everybody. So anytime somebody, no matter what, you feel that way about... You're always going to have that, that two-mind frame. What I, do you feel that way about Dennis Hoffman? I mean, Dustin Hoffman? What did Dustin Hoffman do? He was accused by a woman of of sexual harassing her when when he was seventeen. When she was seventeen, he apologized for his behavior. He's still getting work. Why don't we bring that stuff up? So because, and I don't know. And my thing is well, um, ours, because of Kevin Spacey. Oh, Kevin Spacey was definitely in the news, and he and he he was in the news, and that's questionable as fuck because I keep hearing that people within his um situation keep dying. So, do you look at him in two lights? Do you look at him as well? He's a great actor, but he has this trouble past, and people are dying. I look at it as I, I, and I'm trying to answer you. Go ahead. I look at it as if there, if Dustin Hoffman or if Kevin Spacey were to die suddenly tomorrow, mm-hmm. that if I, if that even though they are these like phenomenal actors or have these like, great bodies of work that they've been a part of or whatever, I would also see, and, and they died um, tragically and suddenly, that people could be sad about it, but I also could understand that if people brought up their their past and the the dark times in their past or the things that they were accused of doing because that's a part of their story that would i would i feel the same way yes it, that's it's in somewhat poor taste but also 
that it's a part of their story. Now, well, I'll say this. I feel like in Kobe's situation too, because he actually went to trial and in the trial and it was, and I think it was the, was it, um, it wasn't a mistrial. It was like, uh, it, was he was dismissed. it was dismissed or whatever. So he had to, he still ultimately had to come to like answer for these things. And I think that the difference is, is that I would feel like they, those men should have it brought up even more so than even Kobe does because they haven't had to answer for any of the things that they were accused of doing to an extent. Kevin Spacey kind of, but there's like a lot of, what what little I've heard is like there's a lot of drama and suspicion surrounding his stuff going on. But my thing is, and that's and that is I think why sometimes people are upset because it was like yes, and this is where I feel like race comes into a, into play because Kobe Bryant had to, to, whatever degree you want to look at it, had to answer for the things that he was accused of, and then it was dismissed. So it's like okay, now we're gonna move on. But ultimately, what I'm saying is that it's 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 a it's it's a tricky tightrope that we walk in today's society because people want to be, people have access to anything that's been published about you nowadays and they can look and dig in the crates and find stuff on you or and then or when you suddenly pass away then you can it's all about the clickbait you that too and then it's, you can all you can all but then people can revisit all of that stuff and so i think that ultimately if personally what i have asked the question Probably not, but that's not who I am. But I'm also not a journalist. But so if you were a journalist and somebody said you had to ask that tough question, you're gonna ask it, even if it's against what you believe in. I don't know. I think I, I think I'm, I may I may have I pushed back. I push, I may have pushed back. I'm not on selling my I'm, soul. Be I'm not selling my soul. If like I'm not gonna ask something that I don't feel that I don't believe in. Okay, and and, and, that, and you ultimately fuck Gail, fuck Oprah. That's how you feel. A hundred percent. I don't and feel. They fuck don't care Gail. about black people. I don't feel like fuck Oprah. Unless feel- you are a part of their one percent and you, you you're, you're with them. The reason why I say fuck Oprah is because I don't. She doesn't have a TV show no more, but she's doing interviews and crying like a white woman about oh she's so sad that Gail's getting death threats and she has to walk around with security and she's victimized she, she she she's the victim now you fuck, you, fuck oprah you should not be getting th- death threats for she she doesn't deserve death threats babe okay. she doesn't well in you this can, new time you could you could say i don't, I don't t- support her i don't in I this new time when you're clickbaiting those who feel yeah, death threats happen death threats happen to people who who um talk bad about Nicki minaj so and that's wrong. Well, listen. It's wrong. We live in a, we live in this new world where you can attack people, and when you attack people, there's other people out there who don't care. Everyone is entitled to be to feel how they. F- this is what I'll leave it with. Everyone is entitled to have their opinion on the appropriateness, the nece- necessity of bringing up Kobe Bryant's sexual assault allegations. Um, now in the wake of his death everybody has the right to feel about whether or not it should be a part of the conversation what it what, it should be a part of the conversation and shouldn't be a part of the conversation i there people are entitled people are entitled to feel how they feel now what it shouldn't be though what i feel as though is what it should not be is that that should not be the the focus of but why his, like, so why bring legacy. it up it's going to be the focus that's the issue why bring it up it has nothing to do with anything unless you were talking about rape and then you wanted to bring it up okay then it makes sense but why the fuck you're interviewing lisa leslie and you're bringing it up Mm -hmm. and to me it's just like 
if I'm interviewing somebody, why I, I at least when I do my interviews and stuff like that, I'm not looking for. I'm not going to ask questions to try to figure certain things out. Like I'm not fishing to try to find the hot topic, or 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 or, or I'm not going to ask for something that I truly just do not believe in. And and to me, it's just. But, When I found out it was Gail, I was like, it makes sense. Okay. I think when you and I asked, we aren't, we aren't journalists, right? So we are not journalists. So we're not journalists in the sense that we're not paid for, but we... We, we interview people we in, interview order for, people. in order to give, we them ask questions. To, to give them a platform to discuss the things that they want to discuss and, and to share information about the things that they feel comfortable sharing about. The one thing that me and you ask or I ask before we have anybody on this show is that are there any things that you want to make sure that we absolutely touch on or that we absolutely stay away from? A person, journalist, a person who writes the newspaper, magazines, or news websites or prepares news to be broadcast. We're okay. preparing something, something to be broadcast. Yes, we're not journalists. Okay, well, we have a right to make sure that when we are interviewing people or, we're, or or when we're talking to people, we have to be responsible in what we say. We do have to be responsible in what we say. But I, what I'm saying, though, is that it's always been my understanding is that journalists sometimes are the ones who have to, who, and again, I'm, now I'm talking about in general. I'm not just speaking to, about the situation. Have to ask questions that are difficult ones to answer because people because okay. they're because they're going to ask they're going to ask the questions that people might be lingering on people's minds that they that otherwise would not have an opportunity to ask those. So why didn't they do that when he was alive? When Kobe Bryant was Kobe Bryant was alive, he won his Oscar what a year ago, two yes, years ago, a year ago. So you had time to interview Kobe Bryant. Absolutely, and but you could have you could have been interviewing Kobe Bryant about his Oscar and then throw that question in there. And in and in death, people are going to then try to bring up everything. People are going to try and, and I'm again, I am not saying that it was necessary. I am not saying that it was something that I would have done. All I am saying I, like I saw, I started the conversation by saying is that I'm of two minds about it, which is like I can I, understand and 100% see why it's important and it's unnecessary. It. I can see why I can, I can try and I can I'm trying to see it from her perspective of where she felt like she had to ask the question. She doesn't have to ask the question. She's a fucking millionaire who best friend is a fucking billionaire. She doesn't have to ask the question. She's asking it for what? What is she trying to accomplish in her life that she hasn't accomplished already? Mm -hmm. So again, it's not like she needs the money. It's not like she needs whatever. So what are you trying to prove? I think... Other than trying to tear down a black man and I praise Lisa Leslie. I think she handled that fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. Okay. Gail King was just, I mean, to me, it was just, it, it was trash. It was poor timing and everything else. Because people are still hurting. And everybody, I think the thing is like, everybody's still hurting. And therefore, everybody's still hurting. And I think that what I feel like is this everybody has a right to be upset with her for what she said for what she for the question that she asked if they if they feel upset about it right the only thing i'm saying is that no death threats i get it oh but don't be dismissive of me because i'm telling you like because that that is I know, wrong you said it already that's because it's wrong death threats are wrong I, I don't take that away from the situation but i i do feel like the question did need to be asked uh, well, yeah, the question didn't need to be asked because 
what did that have to... I mean, again, maybe I need to listen to the whole interview. I think my biggest thing is that I'm just tired, and, and it's bigger than Kobe. I'm just tired of our black celebrities with these amazing platforms feel the need to support and... To, to, to support in the taking down of our black figures. Mm-hmm. And they have white counterparts that they don't attack. Where's Oprah Winfrey's um, Harvey Weinstein documentary? I know a lot of people have asked that question. They're best friends. They got question. pictures where they're hugging and all that stuff. Okay. Oh, all right. What I'm trying to say is that... This is well, I just saw a bunch of pictures of like 50 Cent with... Uh, with, uh, with who? Harvey Weinstein and with Snoop Dogg with Donald Trump and so, so it's like people like celebrity that that one thing I'm, and I'm, I do I do have I have, okay. I have a similar question of like okay well so let me ask you that question Oprah Winfrey who number do you think that she has in, do you think she has Harvey Weinstein number she probably does do you think that she has another black person who's no Probably. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I feel know. like Oprah is only pandering to the, again, to the one percenters. Okay. That's just my thing. Okay. Oprah Winfrey's show may have started when, you know, this poor black girl and all this other stuff. When she, when she made it, she dropped the Winfrey. She just became Oprah. She became this whatever, this whomever she is. Yeah. Ultimately, I, I just feel, and I keep on saying it, but it's it's just frustrating that we have to worry about that, and it it just always seems like it's it's our own who's willing to attack ourselves, always. I I agree in the sense that like sometimes it can feel very like counterproductive if we are not if by us, like. With, with with like calling people out or bring or like you know because it, it like we said we've we and I both agree that like race definitely plays a role as far as like what parts of people's lives are brought up or what things are are dredged back up especially in the wake of somebody's untimely passing, but I think ultimately I'll I'll end it by saying we do ourselves a disservice by. You know, not trying to uplift each other, but we we also need to we do need to acknowledge the each other's histories, but we need to do so in a way that is tasteful and that is respectful and that is appropriate. And I'm not saying that I and I can't and I don't know if I, I don't know if that was appropriate. And for the timing of everything, and we're still mourning and we're still grieving, and it's 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 not the sum of who Kobe Bryant was by any stretch. And does the energy, and if that's the case, then the energy needs to be kept the same for all people. It just shows and then that what no I was, matter what, but I will you say, can't, and then I also say though, is that you can't that is also the case of like, you still have these women who do not. If you can, you can disagree and disavow them and say I would never support them because I don't. They don't support black men or they don't support black people as a whole and all that stuff like that. But then at the same time, like you do not need to like lump in people who are. Proven like sexual predators like Bill Cosby. You don't need to be yeah. I wouldn't have threats. necessarily bought in you Bill Cosby. Threat, death threats. You don't need to call them all types of like fuck ass whores and bitches and stuff like that. I mean, why why not? If you can ask a question because that's how you feel. Why can't I say? Why why can't I attack you because that's how I feel? I mean, you can attack. You can attack what somebody said, and you can say I don't fuck with you. You can say I don't support you, or whatever. But you don't always have to like. 
okay, even if you even if I give you that, even if you call somebody a name or whatever, but like don't you like death threats and stuff like people like that's you is doing entirely too much. And that's first and that's more than anything. I don't even feel like that's what Kobe would have wanted. I feel like he if anything was a testament to to rising above, right? So to yeah, no. to, to to elevating he- he, every he embraced time, it. Every time something was thrown his way, every time somebody tried to drag him through he the mud, it. he he leveled up. That's why. And so that's why he created the Black Mamba. Okay, he, so he therefore, it. and so my thing is like for these people out here who are who are doing that that who are, that that small faction of people who are that upset that they feel like they have to do that, you're not even honoring the person that you're trying to defend. You're not. You're not. All right. I guess. You can you can say fuck. You can say fuck them as far as in the sense of like I mean I'm the not death is a lot. It is. I'm. I'm. I'm not. And so taking that, that. That's all I'm saying with that. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to disagree with that. I just, like I said, I would honestly, I, I would respect Gail more if she would have stuck to her guns. And but that brings me back to the part about being women being socialized to be, to, uh, have to apologize for when they they, upset other people even if they felt like they were doing the right thing in the moment because we, and. And you're looking at me with confusion, but yeah, like that is, I don't think that all women do that. All women don't do that, but I'm telling you that we live in a culture that socializes women to be apologetic. Like, so one thing, so like, let me just as a a to digress a little bit. So one thing, as I've gotten older in my professional career, that I realize that I do that like my male counterparts wouldn't do. When I send an email, right, um, I would start my emails with like. You know, uh, sorry to bother you, or um, you shouldn't. Or um, you know, I just I just wanted to take a moment, or I just, to to touch base and check in with you, as opposed to just getting straight to whatever it is I needed. But I and, also feel like that's just who you are. But that's you, but you that's, would do that with anybody. I don't yeah, think that has. I don't think that's a but gender I, specific. It, it kind of is. Okay. It kind of is because you, you've never said to me, "I'm sorry, sorry to bother you, TJ. Can I can I talk to you for?" You've never. You I'm mean talking just about my professional. Pro- my professional interactions. Mm, okay. So. Well, you should. And, stop I, it. and I have. I, huh? You should stop that. Well, I. That is something I am. I make a, a concerted effort to do. Sometimes I don't catch. I have to catch myself, and I have sometimes done that with you. Sometimes in my our, like our text communications, but like I, as far as like I will ask for a lot more. Like you know, I was like you know. Um, if if this doesn't like throw off your day, or if this is if it's not too much, can you please do this, this and the other, as opposed to just asking you what it is? And so I, mean, I a use a little bit, bit more flowery language. That's a little bit be different. Like, you'll yeah. be like, I'm in, I need you to, and then you tell me what you need me to do. Yeah, but, but in the professional world, we're all professionals. But that's that's not the reality for women. Okay, I understand that. Because I, if I, I asked, truly if understand, you and I worked in the same job, and I asked something the same way you asked something, I would be treated like I was being abrasive or aggressive or a bitch or something like that. Okay. Like, honestly, I was reading an article just the other day. And a woman, um, a, a, a man and a woman, it worked for a small business. They were, um, he, the man was the woman's manager. And the feedback he kept getting from his supervisor was that she takes too long with their clients. Like, she's, she needs to move faster. And um, one day, he was, they have like a shared inbox. And he was responding to a client, and the client was asking him like a million and one pushback, like questions pushing back, was like questioning the validity of his answers. And this was something that this man said he could do in his sleep. Like he knew what he was talking about. And it wasn't until he was about three, four emails in did he realize that the the handle at the bottom of the bottom of the email was his 
um, employee's name, which was a woman. I think it was like Nicole or something like that. Mm-hmm. So then when he jumped in and he started replying and said, oh, no, oh, hey, I'm, this is, I don't know, Mark. Like, this is Mark. I'm stepping in and I'm taking over for Nicole. Like, with this, even though he was the same person. I got you. Um, he gave the sick. He gave the same advice. He gave the same recommendations, and then immediately it was okay. And he said is that he what he realized was that his his um, employee was taking twice as long to get through a project with the client because she had to spend extra time okay. getting getting them to co- convincing. The I client don't want to negate that. Okay, I I I don't want to negate what women have to go through in the workplace. Yeah, but I would like to raise my daughter that. Die on the sword. If you have to be... That's so tough for me. Because I get it. You got to be aggressive, but you also got to play the game. Mm-hmm. It's not tough. easy. That's tough. Because you, you... That's the thing. Because if we teach Tatum to just go in there guns blazing like a man would or whatever, yeah, she might be... I'll she, tell her to she, do it tactfully there. No. She, but she also might get shut out of a lot of places. Uh, okay, being, so I... I'll work on that as we get to that age. But I am going to teach my daughter to be to be a strong person. Of course. And 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 that means say how you feel and mean and mean how you say it and don't apologize for anything if you meant it. And I don't care. Like I I will fight that battle with with my daughter. We'll fight that battle together. I think that if she I think that if she believes in what she said that she should stand by her word. I think that though we we should she should understand that sometimes even if she believes what she says and she still believes if she it, doesn't if it want to apologize if it hurts or impacts other people she can acknowledge other people's if pain If she doesn't or want hurt. to apologize, I'm never going to make her apologize. If my daughter felt something in her heart, no matter how good, bad or indifferent, I'm not going to make her do something that she does not want to do. So if so, if she said a joke and three of her classmates felt bad about it, but she didn't feel like, well, you know, that's their problem or, or whatever. I'm going to ride with my daughter. I'm not going to make her have to apologize just because somebody else felt offended. I don't. I, I feel like that's too too sweeping. It's okay. it's a nuanced situation. I mean, that's, I'm saying that's how I feel right now. Because if that's the case, then like. Like a lot of times we say things that we mean, but then we don't. But we don't mean to hurt the person that we're saying it to in the process. So you can apologize for. You can still mean what you say, but apologize for make for hurting someone's feeling. Like there's nothing. There's nothing weak in acknowledging that you caused somebody else pain. I'm not saying that it's weak. I never said that that it makes you weak. But I'm saying that to me, being weak is people saying you need to apologize, so you apologize. That's weak. So if. You tell Tatum she needs to apologize and she doesn't think she needs to apologize. Then what? I tell her she needs to apologize and she feels like that she doesn't need to apologize. Then that's it? It's the end of the conversation? I'm not. No, it, it probably wouldn't be the end of, end, end of the conversation, but I'm not going to make her have. If, if she's going to die on, on that sword, I'm going to allow her to die on that sword. So then what happens if. So then, like, I know we're kind of venturing into a different conversation, but then what happens if she, like, now I'm putting on like my teacher hat, right? So like if something happens in class and she says something that is even if it's true, if it's hurtful, if it's hurtful to like she's in third grade and she says something that's hurtful to her classmate. Like her what? Te- her, I need an example. Okay. Okay. So I had I had a student this week 
who had fell, had an accident, whatever, she like chipped her front tooth or whatever. And um, another cl- person like in, in, you know, just in honesty, but like in sincerity was like, oh, I have another student with a chipped tooth. And she, and he was like, oh, you look like so-and-so now. And so now she's, it was, it wasn't done to be mean. It was, it was the truth. She does have the same chipped tooth. I would they, not make her apologize for that. So even if that hurt that person's feelings. I'm not making her apologize for that. I won't. And maybe again, so some, she made somebody else feel insecure about something that just happened. That's something to, that their parents need to fix their child with. No, that's, that's not my problem. That's that's a problem to me because it's not about. I'm not about. To, I'm not going to tell Tatum not to like stand in her truth or whatever. But if she unintentionally hurts another child's feelings or hurts someone's feeling as an adult or whatever there's no weakness or anything wrong in acknowledging that even if she meant what she said that i apologize for but if she doesn't want to apologize you're going to make her apologize if she felt in her heart of heart i did nothing wrong i'm going to explain to her that sometimes even if you feel like you did nothing wrong that you can still sometimes hurt others and there's nothing wrong with uh, with apologizing for hurting the feelings of someone else even if you feel like you did not do anything wrong okay. if your if your goal was to hurt a person see that's the thing if your goal and what you're saying is to hurt another person's feelings and you and you succeed in doing that then yeah well then i guess you wouldn't have to apologize but if you are saying something, if that wasn't my intentions but i don't feel like i need to apologize to you because that wasn't my intentions i don't think that you have to apologize that wasn't my intentions that's how you interpret it i'm not apologizing because i don't feel like i need to apologize because I told you that was not my intentions. So, just to go back to the example I gave, right? Yes. A classmate jacks up their teeth. Tatum says, oh, your teeth look like so-and-so's jacked up teeth now. That person is upset because they're insecure. Their feelings are hurt. They're, they, 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 this is... Oh. So, let me ask you a question. So, no, let me ask you. Let me finish my question. No, it's... it's I'm giving you the scenario. So, my thing it's is... in like, that what, scenario. What, what does she say to that person when they say, like, if they start crying, they bust out crying because now they're they're insecure or they're upset because of what Tatum said? That's their problem. If Tatum wanted to apologize, she will apologize. But if she does not feel like she does not want to apologize, she shouldn't. So, what happens... What would your principal do in that situation? If what? In that situation, will he suspend that that kid who who made that comment? No. Why? Because it's not it's not a suspendable offense. It's not it's it's is is the principal going to tell that student that he need that 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 student needs to apologize to the other student? I would tell that student that I, I didn't ask you. You're a teacher. I'm asking the principal. He would probably say like that would be something that you would want to apologize for. You would yes. want to apologize. And what if that student says no? I, I don't want to. What is that principal going to do? I mean, you can't make someone apologize for something, but at the same time, as as the adults, as the as the the adult figures in a person's life, well, as a village that is a, if they, a child's life, you 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 explain but, them. That's but see, the, the reason only, why I'm getting frustrated with you is because that's hope. the problem with a lot of fucking parents right the now. It's because they tell they go and they, they make their kids think that they don't they're not beholden to fucking anybody, and then that's why that's, they don't. That's that. But this that's where it you're starts. Taking, that's where it that's starts. not where it starts. Okay. That's not where it starts. What do I know? I'm just a teacher. You are just a teacher. But oh, that's wow. not... Okay. But I'm not taking that away from you. I'm not saying that... So you're saying that me 
saying that for Tatum in one situation, now she's going to be like because teach like because kids because kids take that shit and they make it up, they apply it to everything. So then they're saying, well, my father said I don't got to apologize if I don't if I don't think I did anything wrong. I don't think I did anything wrong, so I'm not saying sorry. When you just call somebody a fucking whore in the middle of the cafeteria, okay, that's or, different. No, that's but totally. But that we're is talking the, about two different things. But that is the mentality that the kids okay, take. Okay, that is the approach that the kids take. So even if a, so, as a parent, so if you don't as a mean, parent as as a parent. You have to. You have if to be my child was, nuanced about if it. If my child was taking me saying, if you felt like you didn't need to apologize for something, you don't have to, and they make it, they take. You're, so, you're leaving. You're leaving the determination no, up I'm to not. the child. I'm leaving the. I'm leaving the determination in, in that situ, in certain situations. Yes. But my thing is this: if you equip Tatum with that mindset when she leaves the house, we're talking it's about going to two be, different situations, though. You but, said your student said, "Oh, you chipped." You and what's the name are are alike, or y'all both have chipped teeth. Now this person feels in, insecure. And then in the next statement, you said, you're a fat bitch. That's two different things. And what I'm telling you is just the teacher, is that when you when you equip your students, when you, when you equip your child with that mentality, that if you feel like you don't have to apologize for something because you meant what you said, or if you, feel, if you don't feel like you, have to, you should apologize for it to not apologize, then... They are going to take that and they're going to apply it to both situations. Okay. That's what I'm telling you. All right. From well, my my If that happens, then I will readjust. So it's a it's a, at, a it's a time. it's a nuanced approach. And that's why you have to explain to children to 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 you have to explain to a child that it varies from situation to situation and you do have to clarify that because kids will take what somebody says about and I and I and, I, and I'll say this. I don't think that parents are saying always saying it just because they want their children to be these like you know they think that their child is above all or whatever they're trying Don't to try raise to clean strong. It up now. No, they're they're raising these little hell demons. That's not what I said. What I'm saying though is that that's a, I, my issue was with with parents who instill it in the child and don't take the time to clarify how it varies from situation to situation. So would I not clarify? I think you would, but what I'm okay, telling then. you... But, but so we're I'm, talking about TJ and Danny. We're not talking about what other kids do. We're talking about Tatum. But what, but what, what you so you're putting your feelings... You're putting your feelings and what happens to you at work to me. And, and, that, and that has nothing to do. But you're saying that you like you don't... So but you said in the situation where, where... So you said in the situation... So I said we, in the situation where she did not mean to offend somebody, but someone to, felt offended. You can't apologize for offending someone. You can, I did not say that you can't. I said if that. I said that if she did not feel like apologizing because she felt like in her heart of hearts she did nothing wrong. I am not going to make her apologize. So, she but had, if she called someone out of their name, if she if she went to someone and she targeted them. Yes, that's different. That's, a, that's totally different. So if Tatum was walking down the hall and she was singing a rap song and or she was saying, fuck LeBron, let's just say. And somebody got offended by that, she needs to apologize. That's what you're saying. No. No, 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 that is what you're saying. What I said. What I you're, you're saying that whenever somebody feels, feels offended, she has to apologize. No, what I said was that it's... <laughs> What I what I'm saying though is that when that there, there's nothing wrong with apologizing when someone is offended. Is I, it, is, I it, is it nuanced? I, I never I used, said that either. I used that. I said it was nuanced. It's, it's a wrong approach. It's, it's it's from situation to situation. But when you start when you started the conversation when you 
when you started the conversation and you said that if she doesn't, you said if she doesn't feel like she has to apologize, I'm not making her apologize. Okay. And I, and so I said to him, like, that's a problem. Let me reshape it so that's that could have to be extremely lyrical. I mean, lyrical. I have to be, like, extremely detailed. Yeah. On a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. So, case-by-case, case, meaning, like, I know one case would be different don't, than another you don't case. Have to, you don't have to be... If Tatum f- said something, not intentionally to hurt somebody, but someone felt hurt, but Tatum did not feel like she needs to apologize, I will not make her apologize. Now, if Tatum decides to attack somebody, or she strategically plans, like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this joke because I know... It's going to get me laughs or whatever. If somebody's hurt, that's different. So, does that clarify better for you or no? Yeah, it still leaves me with a question. But Go ahead. Ask your question. In the, in the first scenario where you're talking about her say, saying something that she, that there was no malice behind it, right? That's that's the first scenario that we're talking about. There's no malice behind it. Yes. And but somebody is left with their feelings hurt. Now I know that it's case by case. So, but if she was if she said something about a person with no malice behind it, right? Yes. But that person was left offended. Yes. Even if she meant what she said, you feel like she does not have to apologize. If she does not want to, yes. If Tatum, if Tatum, little heart says, "I apologize. I didn't mean to offend you." There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is that I'm not going to make her apologize for what she believes in if she felt in her heart of heart that I was not trying to hurt you. I'm not going to apologize. So no. You, if you witness it and she feels that way and you you yourself would have been like, I would have apologized for that. Would you make her do it? I mean, like, as the adult. I understand what you're saying. Like, if you watched her do, do what she did, you see the other kids start crying, you know the Tatum didn't necessarily mean to. I would pull up if I felt what I, I would pull it to the side. I would be like, actually, I, I would see what happens, and then if not, we can have a conversation about it. And I would say, you hurt you hurt that kid's feeling, and I felt like you should apologize. You didn't, and then I would I would probe more to understand. And then if we had a conversation, and she's like, Dad, it wasn't my intentions, but I don't feel like I need to apologize because it wasn't my intentions. I'm not going to be like, well, that person was hurt, so you need to apologize. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna negate her feelings for somebody else's feelings. I understand that, and I just. I don't, what I think what we can end it on is that we can agree it, to disagree. It's. And I think it's nuanced. It's situation to situation. But, what but that's saying, what I said. But that's not what you started saying. That's not what you started to okay. say. You. You said you made a blanket statement. I made a blanket statement and based and I, and off and of. Tell, and I told you from okay. my pers- professional experience that those blanket statements is where. Kids come into school thinking that they are not beholden to anyone. That if they do not care, okay. and it, like, like, and if they, and if they, if they feel like they don't, they, if they feel like a that they were not wrong, or if they feel like they do not that they didn't do anything, yeah, if they feel like they're not wrong, or they feel like they don't need to apologize, then you're not going to apologize, even though somebody is trying to. Where I spend the time trying to explain to them how what words mean things, right, and how those things can be interpreted differently. And even if you didn't intend on hurting somebody, you, in, from varying from situation to situation, you can apologize or you can acknowledge it. Like, you know what, I, I had I no... I didn't say that I you didn't can't mean, apologize. Yeah, that's but, the, now you did. In the beginning, you did not. Okay. But, again, we can agree to disagree. We can. Because 
I am going to tell, tell, tell Tatum that it is a nuanced situation and you do have to address each situation individually, but that there is nothing weak in apologizing for hurting others, even if you did not mean to do and so. And I never said that that made you weak. This all stems from someone interviewing, having a question that people attacked her for, and now she backtracks. So what I'm saying is that you, like, I'm just a person that you got to live and die by what you say. Otherwise, don't ask those questions. So that's the difference. So, yes, with my child, with myself, if I did not feel like I did something wrong, I'm not going to apologize unless I want to apologize. And that's the difference. I, I, I don't think we live in this so soft world that if you say I hate blue, the person who loves blue is offended. And now you got to apologize to him and you would make Tatum apologize to him. I would not. You would. I would. You would. I can see it now. I would not. Tatum could be like. Brown's such an ugly color. And little girls going to be like, oh my God, brown's my favorite color. She's talking about me. And then you're going to be like, Tatum, you need to apologize to her because that's, she's offended. That's not, that's, I would never do that. Okay. I, I don't believe that, but we'll see. I believe that you could take it with a nuanced approach, but you don't believe I can. Wow. Okay. <sighs> you literally stated that I'm, I'm like the other parents because of whatever because I have to speak in specifics with you. So I have to say Yeah, because it's 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 not a cut and dry thing. It's it's you're not right. you, All right. you you start I'm I'm still learning. When we I'm still that, learning, so we, I got to be specific about everything. It's it is a case by case. When you started saying case by case and we said it's nuanced, then yeah, you and I started to have the same conversation, but what you originally said was a very broad statement and I and what I am telling and what I was saying to you was that that broad statement is a problem. Okay. I when will, you I will be when, sure to be more specific with anything that I think or feel or believe in. Yeah, be intentional with your words. Yeah, yeah. Because when you make broad sweeping statements, then you have to come back around and clarify your broad sweeping statements. Yeah. So, I yeah, be intentional about what the hell you're saying. You would want me to apologize, but I'm not. I, I don't feel sorry for that. So I don't want you to apologize. I said what I said. I felt how I felt, and I know what but I you meant. Amend, you did amend your statement, so you clarified I know, what you said. I, you don't I, owe me an. I didn't. I, don't I explained more on on my statement. Yeah, and clarification is necessary for people to have for con for context and for understanding. Okay, that's that's why communication is so key and crucial because you need to be clear about what it is that you're saying, and if it, there if there is nuance to what you're saying, if there is there, then you need to address the nuance of it and you can't make broad sweeping statements because then it's going to be interpreted as a broad sweeping statement and then you're going to get the, the energy that you get and the response that you get you're right well don't make broad statements y'all don't don't be accused of rape don't live life because people will throw it back at you and on that that was oh my goodness passive aggressive much but we're going to wrap up this week's episode. Um, and it was impassioned and it was interesting and it was heartfelt. And as always, we appreciate you listening in and riding this wave with us. And you know that, um, as always, if you want to give us feedback, questions, comments, concerns about anything we've discussed on this week's episode, feel free to hit us up on Instagram at Lovers Quarrel Show, on Twitter at Lovers Quarrel 7, or email us at Lovers Quarrel Show at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, this has been yet another episode of Lovers Quarrel. And as always, I am your girl, Danny. And I'm your guy, Tija. And you know that we fuss. We fight, but, but we, we love. love. Bye. Bye.